Welcome to the Beer Healer Shortcuts. You know, when I have these conversations, quite often there's a little tidbit here and there that gets thrown onto the cutting room floor, which might actually be of interest to some people, but they tend to go nowhere. Other times, there might be a new beer being released or a new brewery being opened, or perhaps one of the listeners has had an amazing beer experience that they just need to share with the listeners. These are great reasons to have a conversation, but they aren't usually enough to fill a typical 30 to 60 minute episode, but there is still some great stuff in there. If you are a brewery, a sales rep, a brewer, or just a fan, the Beer Healer Shortcuts is the place where your fun, interesting, and informative tidbits have a home. So let's get into another Beer Healer Shortcut. Ever since I've changed over, I'm now operating on a um, Apple Mac, and I used to be on oh, a yeah. PC. Yep. And something with this software, it doesn't love the Mac as much, I don't think, and it doesn't seem to want to <laughs> cooperate like it used to. But yeah. anyway. I'm pretty hopeless on computers. So we've always had apples at home, but um, yeah, I've got a PC for work now. So I, I like yeah. the apple. I really do. Uh, yeah. It just takes a lot of getting used to after, you know, I'm 45, mate. I've been using PC since I was 18 or something like that. So it's a big change. <laughs> mate, I went to school. I did computer studies year 11 and it was a blue screen. What was it called? Yes. DOS? Was it uh, DOS? DOS. Uh, yeah, we had DOS and we probably had BASIC back then and Pascal and things like that. Yeah. Even when I was at Malt Shovel, our, um, our infantry stuff at, at Malt Shovel was still all in DOS and that when I was there. Yeah, so it was all like, yeah. you know, putting Y or N and yeah. Yep. yep. I, I, was a, um, I was a bank teller out of school and that was oh, all right. like, you know, the old green screen, like what they call them, wise terminals. So that was just like horrible, horrible shit. It's making a sound yeah. up here, mate. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's because we are. Exactly. So, I grew my beard last lockdown and uh, I've, I've kept shaving this time. I haven't had a haircut for ages. So, oh, <laughs> my, beard you know, okay. of, my beard was sort of speckled grey and red and was about a thousand colours. So, uh, kept shaving <laughs> nice. this time. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's the status with you guys now? Are you in lockdown now or have you just come? I don't, I don't really understand all the different LGAs up your way. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're in lockdown still. So, yep. I'm pretty sure we. I'm not 100 percent sure. I just never. They talk about ones that are coming in and coming out, and I just never know who's in or. Like I spoke with um, who did I speak with last week down the coast in Illawarra? Rubes Goldberg or R- Resin? Yeah, the yeah the um the brewing or machine dudes. Oh, Rubes no, Goldberg, was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and like they were, they're a long way out of Sydney, but they were still in lockdown too for some reason because they were on the tip of some LGA that was in. Yeah, trouble. so I live down – they're about three k's down the road from me, Rubes Goldberg, so I live down oh. at Wanuna. I'm in I'm in sort of just the northern suburbs of Wollongong. So we, right. we sort of copped all the lockdown that Sydney copped down here, um, even Shell Harbour, which is the next LGA. We sort of go – it's quite a big LGA. It goes from halfway through the Royal National Park, basically down to halfway through Lake Illawarra, which it must be 60 or 70 k's long. Um, and then the next one down is Shell Harbour, and they've been in the sort of Sydney lockdown as well. No wonder I have so much bloody trouble understanding where you guys all yeah. are. Yeah, it's crazy. So some of the LGAs are really small, especially the ones in Sydney. They're quite small and compact. Where the brewery is at Sutherland, it's the next LGA above uh, Wollongong, and it's quite a large LGA as well. That's a long, long way for like an LGA. Jesus. Yeah. So because in my head, like – Mate, I live in Hobart, so yeah. we live and work five minutes away from where we, you know, our work and our, and our home are sort of so close to each other. I, I forget you guys actually travel distances to go and yeah. um, get to your jobs and stuff. Yeah. Well, I hate it because, uh, you know, I haven't really commuted for the last 
well, 10 years, at least 10 years prior to this, I didn't really commute. You know, I lived at Cascade Brewery and worked at the brewery, so I lived on yeah. site. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Prior to that, I was at Bentspoke and I lived sort of 4Ks to Mitchell to the production brewery or 6Ks down to the, um, the brew bar. So um, I rode my push bike every day. Before uh, that, nice. I was at Malt Shovel. I lived at Drummond. It was 7K riding to work. And yep. also before that, oh, I was, lived at Threadbow, worked at Threadbow. <laughs> oh, <hello. you> know? <laughs> and before that, lived at Hamilton Island and worked at Hamilton Island. <laughs> Jesus, you've, you've lived a life, haven't you? Shuffled around a bit. But, um, yes. yeah, this is the first job I really had to commute in a car. What, I can't ride, what is the ride commute? Uh, it's 42 Ks, I think, exactly. Okay. Which um, is pretty easy for me. I literally, I'm a 1K and I'm up I'm to the bottom of the bull-eye pass and then I'm straight up the top and then it's pretty much just all motorway to work. So it takes me like 35 minutes. I just basically sit on 110 oh, the whole way. That's not too bad. It looks no. a long, long distance on the map. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm lucky because no. where the brewery is, it's just when the traffic starts getting really bad going into Sydney. So I sort of turn off the motorway right yeah. when the traffic starts to bank up. So. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I normally... Yeah, I'm pretty keen to get up and get going early in the morning, so I'm normally in the brewery by six most mornings. So yeah, yeah, that helps miss most of it as well. And, and of course, uh, it was it's remiss of me, listeners, to not have mentioned that I'm talking to Mick from Sunday Road <laughs> Brewing. That's who's who's on here today for this uh, this quick shortcut Monday morning, and we're up we're up early talking this. Uh, Mick's got his son's gaming headset on. I've just ducked out for a quick meeting with Mick to um, <laughs> talk about all this sort of stuff because. Uh, in case you hadn't heard, uh, Greater Sydney was in lockdown and breweries have been scrambling to do all sorts of stuff to try and keep the, the dream alive, releasing beers, going into cans, just going opening for uh, for takeaways, just doing whatever. And, and of course, Sunday Road uh, has, has sort of been in the, in the same situation as everybody. Um, mate, what, what actually have you guys had to do to survive this? It's three months now, isn't it, lockdown? Yeah, it would be. It's, it's been the whole 10 weeks of the school term and I think we started at the school holidays prior, so that's 12 weeks um, and we're back into school holidays today. So, um, oh, wow. yeah, it's, it's, it's more than three months. You know, fingers crossed we get opened in some form, hopefully sort of sometime in October. Mid-October would be great. Um, the earlier the better. Um, yeah, we've just been punching out limited releases, trying to keep everyone interested in new beers coming out. Um, yep. You know, people love it. Uh, we're sort of putting a lot of the beers now, the limited releases, into the the bigger cans, the four forty cans. Yep, um, big boy and, cans. And yeah, yeah and, and people want to buy just a four pack, and you know they want to get a couple of different four packs and try different beers. So I sort like of that. move away for the for the sort of the guys that are more into their craft beer. It, they're sort of moving away from buying a case at a time. It's more yep, grab a four pack, maybe share a can or two with their mates, swap a can with their mates, and. Um, yeah, it's been really good for yeah. us. I, I, I love the Sunday Road uh, Core Range. It's really solid, um, good, you know, good range of, of really nice drinking beers. But I also love what you've been doing in the limited space. How how much of a shift has it been for you guys to to sort of put a little bit more focus on on limited? What what have you got in terms of your setup? I can't remember whether you had your own canning line or whatever um, to, to make it happen. Yeah, we're still using East Coast. So yep. we get those guys in every three weeks or so, three, four weeks, um, depending on when we can get them in. Sometimes they're a bit tight, especially around this time of year. Um, yeah, we're just we trying to keep the core range up. Uh, a lot of the core range were one-offs that um, ended up just becoming sort of, yeah, they're not totally our official core range, but we, we don't like running out of them. So. Um, <laughs> but people love the new stuff, you know. As soon as we put a new beer out, we put it out on social media and we have people turning up on the canning day to, 
you know, come and grab the oh, cans wow. ASAP sort of thing. And um, Fresh is best. Yeah, even um, Anthony from Loftus Slickers, amazing too. He's just up the road, but he will literally turn up in his car and back it up the driveway on a canning day in the afternoon and, and grab oh, cases. Because wow. his, his customer base um, are the type that basically pull a can out of the fridge and will turn the can over and check, you know, a packed yep. on date or a best before date to see if it's fresh. Yep. So um, he knows if he gets fresh stock that it'll literally just walk out the door. It's, how good it. is it to to know that people are starting to understand that? And I love how brewers now are putting a packed on and a best before date. Not not everybody's doing it, but I, I love it, the ones that are doing it because it really does give you that choice as a consumer to know, you know, am, am I drinking something I'm considering is fresh or not? And it's just so great to have that information. Yeah, we, we've always put the packed on date um, and we have moved to putting a best before date now. Just uh, We have started going into some of the local dance um, and BWS stores. Um, and they sort of dictate that you need a best before date. So we sort yeah. of just accommodated yep. that by putting the best before date on. But we've always had a yeah. packed on date. So it's, um, it's, I love the packed on date. I, but I, I think I sometimes I'm a little bit too harsh with my packed on date. So I recently there was a Tassie brewer who I absolutely adore down here, went to grab one of his cans and I and I realised that it was it was five weeks old. I thought, no, nah, it's not fresh <laughs> enough for me. Like am I being an asshole or am I expecting way too much? But that's, that's my head now. If, if I'm going to get something like, you know, a really – a nice big IPA that's really relying on on a, a heavy dry hop or something like that. I want it inside of the first month, or I'm, I'm yeah. thinking twice. Yeah, and you know it's, it's hard work, and um, we actually keep a lot of our stock, you know, a case or two aside just so we can taste it as it progresses through its shelf life, yep. sort of thing. Um, and we also, you know, we cold refrigerate all our beer as soon as it's canned. It's it's either yeah squeeze what we can into our little cool room on site, and then it goes off to cold storage off site, which um, you know. Costs a bit of money, but um, we we definitely taste the beer, and we can definitely taste the the return on that sort of investment, sort of thing. When when do you feel that something like let's say uh, you know a nice hop driven beer, how long after it's been packed do you feel it starts to be not 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 bad, but just you can you can notice there's a difference in the beer? What's sort of the time frame do you think? I think it depends on the style of beer, you know, if it's a West Coast yep. or if it's a hazy or, um, yeah, I think it varies batch to batch. And, you know, I think some of the grist bill has a lot to play with um, the perceived aging and stuff like that. Um, yep. And I know there's lots of breweries now that sort of pack their beer and they sort of, you know, they'd probably prefer it if you drink it when it's got a week, um, week in the can sort of thing, you know. It's, it's sort of has, yes, yeah. had those few days to sort of maybe have a bit of a packaging shock and then it sort of settled back down sort of thing. So, um, yeah, I just think you've got to play it by ear. If, if it's been kept cold, um, it's a huge difference. The beer is so much better. It's 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 hard to understand how you wouldn't keep the beer cold. Yeah. It's funny. I've, I've been on the receiving end of that where I, I got some um, some beer out of Deeds and I was talking to the guys from Deeds. It was their, it was their really cool, um, the mid-strength that they released out, and I got it like it was inside a week of canning and it, I had that exact effect where I had it and I was like, oh, this, this doesn't quite taste right, but I couldn't understand why. So I asked the guys and they said, oh, it's probably just a bit of packaging shock. So leave it for a week. And and it was night and day. The beer was yeah. sensational, but it was just almost too green or too early. I don't know. Yeah. I, I find sometimes with the hazies too, they can be, you know, I, yeah, I taste them in the bright tank before they're in their um before they're in the can. So yeah. And they can have that little mineral sort of chalky character to them. Um, yep. and, th- and that sort of dissipates away within a week or two sort of thing. So, or, or softens, I suppose, is probably the better term. So, yeah, yeah. If, if you grab a four-pack and drink, you know, normally these beers are pretty uh, 
pretty up there in the alcohol. So if you grab a four yeah. pack and drink one can at a time and and try them a week apart, um, gives you a good idea where they're at. I, I have to. I was drinking last night uh, Hobart Brewing Company's Colorado IPA, so that was seven point one percent on a Sunday that. night. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't I can't go through more than one on a Sunday night. Then maybe a couple of little middies, just just a couple of cheeky ones, because I've got to go to work the next day. Yeah, I actually did a. Uh, uh, like a beer affogato last night. I, I got some of our oh, Sun Velvet nice. Morning and just the old straight up vanilla ice cream into the cup and poured the the oat cream stout over the top. And uh, I used to do it with Bourbon County Stout when I was at Goose. And, yeah. Uh, just had the little – I was watching the MotoGP last night and I thought, oh, I'll just have a little dessert. <laughs> it was I, great. I've got – I've actually got your oat cream stout in the fridge at home. There's an idea. I might, I might have to do that because I usually yeah. – if I get sent some beers or whatever, I usually leave the dark beers for like – let them age a little bit in the can. I know I don't have to drink those first and foremost. So often they'll be the ones that get put to the back of the fridge. And I think, oh, oh shit, I forgot I had that one because I've had the, you know, the freshest best beers first or I might be saving it for my old man. And I definitely noticed last night when I went to the fridge that I had that uh, yeah. one of yours in the fridge. So you've given me an idea for this coming weekend perhaps. We'll have half a can straight up and then half a can as an affogato. I like that. I don't <laughs> mind an affogato. Oh, look at you go. Just give me all sorts of great <laughs> ideas. <laughs> hey, mate, um, so back on this whole COVID thing and, and the community, how, how's the community been rallying around you guys as as a brewery? Have they ever been helping you out or has it been really tough oh, for mate, everybody? It's, it's been amazing. We've been so blessed. Um, you know, we've just got a new beer out. The latest limited beer we've got out is called LGA IPA. Um, yep. It's a big 440 can again and it's got a picture. I'm pretty sure it's uh, it's Port Hacking, but I'm pretty sure it's Burrineer Bay, maybe Doolins Bay. Um, looking down from sort of like a drone shot. Um, oh, nice. But, yeah, the, the locals have just been awesome. Like uh, we sort of get people walking in Monday to Friday as well now, but we're open the weekend. The weekends, you know, we've had days we've had lineups right down our driveway. Um, everyone's spaced out sort of the metre and a half. Um, but, yep. yeah, it, it's been it's been crazy. Um, the takeaway sales, obviously we're not open, which is yeah. a big bummer, but um, the takeaway sales have been exceptional for us. We've been – so lucky. Yeah, I just I just was looking on, on your Instagram right now at the, the picture. I, I wouldn't have picked what it was. It just looks like a bit of a river and <laughs> that sort of thing for me on the yeah. It does look very nice. It does look yeah. very nice. And the whole whole idea about making this beer was sort of like a, a thank you, a, a pay it back, you know, um, you know, the dedicated community around you. It's just like this is thanks for being great to us. Was that was that your idea? How how did this sort of idea all come about? Oh yeah, with Brad and Kendall, we we sort of throw the ideas it's probably the one thing we struggle most with is you know um coming up with the labels and the names and that for the beer and, and we wanted to do something just to say thanks and um you know we've, we're selling it online but most of it's just probably walked out the the front roller door and maybe there's a little bit up up at lofter slicker um so yeah just we only did 1200 liters of it so it's not a big run okay um just yep. a very small batch and just yeah just hopefully that'll sort of seize out of COVID and Back into trading normally again. Was was the beer because uh, it's, it's a double dry hop New England IPA, six point six percent. Was the beer made for the locals? Was this a specific kind of beer that they really liked, or was this was your next year next release and you thought you were dedicated? Yeah, to- it's just that um, the hazies have just gone crazy with the locals, you know, in the last probably six yep. months, and we've just got a big core range of locals now that came in. We did a really successful run of um, Dust from a Distant Sun, which was a collaboration beer with Bintani. Um, oh, and yeah. that, went, that went so well that we actually brewed a second batch of it, even though it was only meant to be a one-off. Um, so we did, you know, two double batches of dust and, and it's sold super fast. Um, and in between that, we did a, another beer called Amongst the Clouds, which was another um, another hazy. Um, so the, the locals, when we get the hazies, they, they come in and, and just 
you know, we've got guys that come in a couple of times a week and we'll pick up a four pack every time they come in of whatever hazy we've got available. So uh, right um, yeah. that's how we sort of came up with, with doing another NEPA um, just for the locals because they've really sort of um, embraced them. Who's the Crowded House fan in the in the company that named that Dust From A Distance Sun? Uh, it was Kane, um, who has now left actually, unfortunately, but um, that was a line that he came up with, yeah. I like that. So in Sun Velvet Morning is actually a, a song title as well. Oh, is it? It's an old, it's a really old Nancy Sinatra duet with someone else. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Look at you yeah. showing your age. I think it's a, <laughs> it's like a psychedelic country song or something weird. We have listened to it a few times in the brewery, but. I, as a music lover, I love it when B are named after songs. It just, I just have a little chuckle to myself. I love it. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, we're small enough to get away without any uh, ruffling any feathers, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Well, I suppose if you were maybe putting a picture of Crowded House on that can, you might get into trouble. But I don't, I don't know whether song lyrics are necessarily, if they operate in that way, like not like a, like an image or a logo as such. Or a title, don't maybe. If you use yeah. a title. Yeah. I know, I'd love to know if, if anybody listening knows uh, the rules around that because I've got no idea, but if, if you have to request, uh, I don't know, copyright. I think there maybe have been some cases in the US um, where breweries have been pulled up. Um, yeah. And, yeah. I so. imagine if someone's like, you know, fight for your right to party, you know, a big massive song that most yeah. people might know, maybe that might be. But if it's more of an obscure, obscure sorry, um, reference, maybe you might get away with it. I'll let you get, get away with it, that's yeah. for sure. Cheers, mate. <laughs> uh, mate, I don't want to uh, nitpick, but I want to pick you up on something because you told me um, that the LGIPO is your latest release, but that's actually bullshit uh, <laughs> because you are putting these out with such a cracking pace that I actually noticed this morning as I was checking through the Instagram, uh, Skinny Dip has been put up on the Instagram over the weekend as, as your latest new release. So the one we were meant to be talking about is now obsolete. What's going on? Oh, no, Skinny Dip. Skinny Dip definitely came out before um, LGA. Is it? Oh, yeah. okay. Well, so, oh, okay. It's out, of, it's out of whack in the order. Maybe you got a little bit of that left over. Here. Yeah. Um, Skinny Dip definitely came out. That was a, a new hopping technique we tried with that beer. So we did a, a dip hop, which was a, a technique we heard about from the US. Um, what, what is it? I've never heard of that. Yeah, basically um, you steep the hops in the fermenter in either – I did um, – what did I do? I did uh, 78, 80 degree – hot liquor, steeped yep. all the hops in the fermenter while I was brewing and then basically cooled the wort out of the whirlpool and just ran it straight in underneath. So there was about 100 litres of oh. hot liquor and all the hops went in for, for about an hour. So sort of about halfway through the boil, I got all that going and then basically that becomes like your day zero dry hop sort of thing. So, um, oh, right. so it, it's, it's sort of supposed to purge off and blow off some of the undesirable characters. Um some of the grassy characters as a whole. I was going to say grassy, is it? Um, yeah, yeah. But not pick up any business, obviously. So, oh, wow. um, so I'm keen to explore it a bit more. I might actually try it because um, we dip hopped it and then we gave it a big day seven hop over the top as well. So yeah. maybe the, the subtle character that the dip hop didn't get to shine through as much as I would have liked. Um, is yeah. is this something that others are doing? I've, I've actually never heard of this before. Every day's a school day, as my old mate used to say. Are others doing this as well? I think Boat Rocker might have done one in Australia yeah. and maybe maybe Garage Project maybe as well. Um, yeah, and okay. there's certainly a few breweries in America um, that are doing it. They, they sort of picked up the technique. The guys that sort of really pushed it and started it in the US picked it up from uh, Japan, I think, from, from Kieran. Oh, wow. They were over at Kieran and that was, they've got some little pilot breweries, which are you know, yeah. quite large, and um, they found some – unique flavours in some beers and they asked how they were getting those flavours and they said they were, they were doing this sort of dip hopping technique. So they took it back oh, wow. and 
there's been a few breweries in America and they've tried different ways of doing it, different times, different temperatures and that. So um, we've had one crack at it and, and and the beer came out great, you know, like the Skinny Dip West Coast IPA is a great beer. Um, but, yeah, I'd like to experiment a bit more with that technique. Oh, wow. Well, if, if there's some still available, I'll, uh, I'll put a link in the show notes for everybody to go and check that out because that sounds like something that the uh, the beer nerds would be frothing over, I reckon. I'm pretty sure we've still got some, Kate. Not, yeah, well, you must have because you put it out on your Instagram yeah. on the weekend. So yeah, so. Pretty <laughs> sure we've got some left in the cool room, yeah. Oh, nice, nice. Oh, so much happening. So what's the what's the runway for beers look like for the next um, couple of months? Is it all about the uh, the hazies for you guys? Uh, yeah, we've been working on uh, – we brewed a cold IPA. That was um, really, really popular. Yep. So, that was, uh, I loved that beer. We were meant to talk about that beer, but we just couldn't get our shit together, could we? Yeah, <laughs> vacation rental, stuff. So, that, um, that was good. Yeah, and I love that beer. It's it's, it's been my favourite lately. It's, um, it's, it's one of those ones I've got to tell myself to slow down on. It's 6.8%, but I just yeah. – you know, I think – I'll, I'll probably brew another version of that and change the hopping up totally um, as we go into summer. Nice. That'll probably be our big summer release going into Christmas. So I, I um, love that. I've uh, I've been promoting that all through my company tribe. I've been researching TikTok, and uh, so I've been presenting to the company. There's a video that's going external, and your cold IPA is my TikTok demo. Where I so in my demonstration, it's obviously going to go to millions and millions of people. Awesome. The cold <laughs> the cold IPA is there on TikTok as my my demo of when I'm pouring that beer as I explain how to use the TikTok app. So, mate, you're going to be yeah. famous. I love it too because, uh, you know, we're so sort of hazy focused these days. It's great to pour a, you know, a big IPA into a glass and have it super bright, you know, um, light coloured, super bright. I, I, I do love it when you get a, a beer like that. I, I like my hazies, but I'm, I'm my heart is in the, the clearer, brighter beers for yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm actually, um, I'm sitting at home today. I'm actually working on the recipe for the next version. So I'm chasing up what cool hops I can get to, to throw in there because I'll be brewing it in about uh, – Probably another two to three weeks. I should have it in the in the brew what, house. What is the whole thing behind the cold IPA? What's I don't quite uh, understand. It's, it. it's yeah. It's I suppose you know everyone's probably talking about it, saying is it just a rebranded IPL? Um, and it probably sits somewhere between. Um, you know, there was probably two pro- approaches of of doing an IPL or a whatever. You probably took your lager base recipe and then dry hopped it like a like a IPA, or you took your um your IPA recipe and sort of brewed it colder with a lager yeast yep. strain, you know, um, and this is yep. sort of probably going in the middle. It's, it's basically using a lager yeast strain, but fermenting out warmer, more closer to the ale temperature. Yep. So it's, it's sort of cold for an IPA yeast that you might use, but it's definitely warmer than what you would normally ferment out your, um, the classic lager strains. Um, and then, and then, you know, I used all cryo hops sort of to double down yep. a bit on the cold theme. So, yeah, uh, we had cryo, equinox, sabro, and, uh, I'm pretty sure it was Amarillo it was was the third hop that oh, we used in that one. So a bit of an old school one there with the Amarillo. Yeah, yep, yeah. That might be a bit of that. Equinox uh, an old favourite um, from my days at Ben Spoke. Um, and Sabro's, you know, it's a crazy hop with the flavour that it throws. So it's, it's, a, bit, it's a bit polarising. I think it it's one is, of those ones you it, either love it or hate it, don't you? And it's, it's probably, um, you know, subtlety in its application is probably the biggest secret with Sabro. Yes, yeah, yeah. You know? uh, do you ever just use it? Totally on its own, or you use it in combination. No, no use it in, in that yeah. um, vacation rental. It, it was less. It was probably about fifteen to twenty percent of the the hot bill sort of yeah. thing. You know, it was quite a small, and, and for me, it still came through pretty prominent. You know, I, I'm pretty tuned into that Sabro flavor. Um, yep, yep. I, I just get massive lime skin and coconut for me. So um, yeah, I probably wouldn't have wanted any more Sabro character in that vacation yep. rental. I think it was was a 
really sweet spot for it. I, I think I told the story on the podcast before. The, the boys from um, Rusty Penny sent me some samples recently. They had a pina colada IPA, and I said to him, I said, mate, how the fuck did you get so much pina colada character out of your Sabro hops? He's like, oh, you dickhead. We didn't just use the Sabro hop. We've actually added in, you know, pineapple and, and ah, coconut right, or yeah. whatever. To, I was like, this is the most intense use of Sabro hop I've ever experienced, but no, they'd actually put some other stuff in. Well, that, that's um, LGA that we got out at the moment. That's that new Yakima Chief, the cryo hop. What's it called? Cryo pop, they call it. So it's like oh, a, yeah. Oh, it's a, it's I a love blended, that. Yeah, it's a blended cryo. It's a blended series of hops that are all cryo yes. um, treated sort of thing. So um, it's cryo pop from Yakima Chief yeah. and, and then brew one as well, which is a real tropical sort of pineapple type sort of hop anyway. So Yeah, the guys from One Drop did a, a release. Like it was something yeah, like, are um, you experienced or something like that? I think it was the experience. I, I had yes. that. That was fantastic, that beer. Yeah, yeah oh, really I love that beer. Yeah, yeah sort of a I, new, uh, old, new world IPA. Yeah, uh, my mate John Burridge from down here who works for Cry Malt, isn't right. it? Yeah. I've been emailing him this morning about hops. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no, he he grabbed me a can of that and sent it, and I love what One Drop do as well. And But, yeah, I was really impressed with that. that old, yeah, um, that was a yeah, pop. Those guys at One Drop with the crazy stuff that they sort of pump out, that was a pretty straight-up beer for them. But yeah. Just- Rock yeah, solid. I, I really loved it. I it was loved great, it. great beer. Great stuff. Oh, how good is talking beer on a Monday morning? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, mate, um, so we're thinking lockdowns probably, you know, coming to an end maybe towards the end of October or whatever. Have you guys got plans to celebrate in any way, shape or form at Sunday Road? Um, we'll just be opening the doors and having the locals back in would be, be awesome. Um, yeah, nice. We are sort of working on hopefully you know, expanding the brewery and getting into the front factory that's in front of us sort of thing. So. Um, there's a couple of builders, a bit of work had to get done on the building. They had to remove the roof and replace it. So as that sort of winds up, we're hoping to get our, our foot in the door there and, and put more tanks in and, and also more, you know, put in more bar space and stuff like that. So um, fingers crossed we, we get that coming online shortly. And what about in terms of the vaccination stuff? What's what's the ruling around um, you guys and, and your business? Is there stipulations that everybody has to be double vaxxed to be in and working in the brewery? How's that going to work, do you know? Um, I'm not really sure. I'd say once we open, everyone that comes in would probably have to, you know, be double vaxxed. We've, we've got the yeah. big QR sign-in and all that stuff now, just even for takeaways. Yeah. But I'm sort of guessing that to be reopened to the public, our, our staff um, will all have to be double vaxxed. Feels that way. And yeah. I feel like we'll probably have something on that New South Wales Health app where your vaccination is linked in so that when you check yeah. in, it brings up whether you're vaxxed, double vaxxed or not. So yeah. I'd say, you know, if we can get open mid-October, that's probably going to be the the rules that we have to sort of live with. So yep. um, for and, a quite you know, a while, and, it seems. Yeah, and I think it'll be the one person per every four square metres, unfortunately, which sort of limits us a bit because we're quite yep. a small brewery. Um, yeah, and it'll probably be, you know, restricted groups, no bookings bigger than 10 people and sitting down when you're drinking and all that sort of stuff, no standing. So we'll, we'll take whatever we can get. We just want to get open again. <laughs> Yeah, have you guys got a beer garden up there? No, no. We sort of That's got a massive roller door that open, so you're sort of sitting in the brewery. But the the roller door is probably I don't know what it'd be six, seven, maybe eight meters high, um, and it's like a double roller door. So it's quite yeah, it's quite open when we're when we're open for the, the training. I was just more yeah. thinking that if you had had the beer garden, you've got people outside, therefore you could probably have more people <laughs> getting around. Yeah, I think. Uh, we, we, we've applied for that with the council. We've had a few knockbacks on that. We've tried to use some of the driveway and the, the parking oh, space yeah. between the two units. Um, but, you know, we might try again. They might be a bit Are more lenient. Are you saying that a brewery has had some difficulties working with council? 
I've yeah. never oh, heard of that before. It's just been a bit slow and, um, yeah. <laughs> slow. Oh, re- haven't oh, had mate, the same view as us, really. I'm, I'm <laughs> feeling you. I'm still waiting on a bloody subdivision for my block to happen, I don't know how many months later. It's just it's in their inbox, yeah. <laughs> my council. Well, hopefully, you know, hopefully they might be a bit more uh, lenient as we try and get back on our feet coming out of He's lockdown. You've, you've, got, you've got bloody beer to sell. <laughs> All right, mate. Look, I'll let you go. Thanks very much for giving me an update on what you're doing. You know, I love love the stuff that you guys are up to, and uh, I just thought it was a really nice message that you were, you know, able to create a beer that was saying thank you to uh, your community in in what's been a pretty bloody tough time. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for thanks for chatting. Absolute pleasure, mate. Cheers to great beers. Good to see you, Chris. Bye. You too, mate. Cheers. Thanks for listening to another Beer Healer Shortcut. To help support the show, rate, review, follow, or subscribe via your favorite podcast platform especially if you listen on Apple Podcasts. If you've got something that you want to share with the listeners, shoot me a message via my Facebook or Instagram page. Cheers to great beers.